This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to church. You found us. And uh, Nova Church means new, Latin for new. And I was thinking this week, man, everything's new this week. New location, new service times, new series. I'm telling you, everything is new. And our team has adapted so well and made this happen. We were here at like 2 a.m. I'm lying. Uh, it was like, woke my kids up at like 5 o'clock. They didn't know where they were, threw them in the car, but we're excited. And 11 a.m., we were waiting all day for you. You're my people. Where am I? You're not my morning people, obviously. Or maybe you, were, you had brunch already, had a nap. You shoveled the driveway and mowed the lawn, depending on the hour in Halifax. Come on, somebody. But we're glad you are here today. We're excited today. We're starting a new series. And uh, it re- really is the theme of our church, but we're just calling it, it's I Have Hope For. I Have Hope for in the lobby today, you'll see this big wall that says, I have hope. We want you to write on there. What do you write on there? Something that you have hope for. Man, I have so much hope for my kids or my marriage, or maybe it's an area you don't have hope for, but you're believing. I believe that God's going to start to birth and grow some hope in you. And if it's something you need to see hope for in our city, maybe it's our church, maybe it's your life, write that down. And then pick up one of these bracelets. We got these. I love these. Uh, once they go on, they don't come off. And, uh, but I'm reminded, I have hope for. When I'm challenged, when I'm going through something, I have hope for. I have hope for that people are going to show up at a new location this week. I have hope for that I can read my Bible today and see my pages with my 44-year-old eyes. I have hope for that there's coffee and we can bring it into the theater, and that's a good thing. I have hope today. And if you're ever in a place you think, I don't know if I have hope, just kind of put this bracelet on and remind myself today, I have hope. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I got hope. Today we're believing hope's going to be uh, going to flow in this place today. If you have your Bible today, I want you to turn to um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read one verse today, and then we're going to start uh, unpacking this today. And we believe you have a great day. Uh, today feels like spring. I don't know what yesterday was, but I was not spring. There was snow. It's like, it's like God forgot and thought we were in Moncton for a moment. Uh, but no, we're in Halifax. It's spring. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says this, this three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Let me read that again. Three things will last forever. uh, Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. This morning, reading this passage, I want to encourage you. It's much like Paul, who was writing to the church here. He wanted to remind them that there's a lot of things in your life. Things come and go. Man, there's schedules changes and people come and go and things come and go. But he's like, in all you're getting, in all the stuff in your life, just know this, that three things will last forever. These, another uh, version says three things will abide. That means to remain. It means it's going to last. It's going to endure. It's going to remain the, there in your life. Faith, hope, and love. These are the pillars in your life. Things that come and go, you can change the end table and the furniture in your house, but there are some weight-bearing walls that should not change. And in life, Paul was writing, and today I want to encourage you that there are things that should always remain in our life, that's faith, hope, and love. It says hang on to those, faith, hope, and love. You've got to hold on to those. And all you're getting and all the stuff going on, things will change. Relationships will change. Jobs will change. People will come and go. But if you've got to hold on to something today, this series, we want to just reinforce. We want to remind you. We want to encourage you to hold on to hope. We believe there's an epidemic in our city. 
It's no news to you. It's an epidemic of hopelessness. It's been, it's been rattling around in our heart and our spirit, and we're speaking to it. It's a fog on our city. It's on our young people. It's on our young adults. It's on our marriages and our seniors. This fog of hopelessness. It, it dims the sight. It, it confuses direction. We live in a, in a naval port, in a, in a marine port, and fog is a factor. I, I, I love driving it to Peggy's Cove and around our province and these lighthouses that just aren't there for postcards. They're there for a purpose because so many times fog has called shipwrecked uh, off our shores. People have lost their lives and lost their livelihood because they got too close to the shore because fog affected their sight. My friend, in 1 Timothy, it says that people have been shipwrecked in their faith, that they started with hope and faith and love. But somewhere along the way, fog came in and they shipwrecked their faith. I want to encourage you today that hope brightens your eyes. Hope lifts your heads. But there's an epidemic. And today we serve notice to the hopelessness in our city. It doesn't seem like a week goes by we don't hear about a suicide in our city. And not just on the news, in our friend circle. It seems like every week there's a, a moral failure or someone that's giving up on life or a relationship or something, and hopelessness goes, what's the point? How many conversations around, well, I don't know if the government can fix this. Well, I don't know why they turned that down. Did you hear about the environment? It doesn't look good. I don't know if the jobs are going to, I think that company's going to pull out and take those jobs. I don't know if this is going to work. Did you hear about that marriage? Did you hear about that young person? Did you hear about that family, what they're going through? And this fog has settled into our city, into our streets, every bedroom, every boardroom, and every back room. But I want to remind you today that we have hope. Listen, I know you're in a comfortable seat and you're in a movie theater, but I want to stir you up today. The Bible says we are not of those that are lost. We have hope today, and hope has a name. His name is Jesus. This is more than positive thinking. I'm, I'm not Tony Robbins or some guru. We believe the Bible and what God says, that we have hope, and we can hang on to hope today. Some of you today, I want to remind you, you've got to get your grip on hope again. got to have hope today. I want to challenge you today that hopelessness is, needs to, to leave our city, and we are dealers of hope. I'm just a dealer today. The first one's always free, and the second one's always free. And we believe a generation can just get a taste of hope. Something will happen in their life. If they get a few, people are not against hope. They're not against Jesus. And I believe people need to know the freedom of Jesus Christ and the hope that God offers. Amen? Today we want to deal some hope to your life. I need some hope in my life. You need some hope in your life. Hopelessness is running wild, but we believe hope is here. In Romans chapter 15, I'm going to unpack this for a few minutes before we go today. Romans chapter 15, in verse 13, let me read this for you. Romans 15, 13. If you have your Bible, I would underline this and read this when, we get, when you get home. But if you don't have a Bible, it will be on the screen behind me. And I'll say it to you. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope. That's good right there. I could stop right there. Underline that, the source of hope. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy. I need some joy in my life. And peace. Oh, peace. We need some peace. We need some peace in our church, peace in our minds, peace in our hearts. Joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Today I want to remind you that hope what that word means. Hope means to be expectant. See, it's amazing hope. Hope never looks back. See, you can't be expected for anything that's already happened. 
I'm not expected for my sports team from last year. I'm not expected on the summer season of last year. I'm not expected on my birthday two years ago. Hope is always expecting and always forward thinking. When Paul writes this, he says, listen, in all you're getting in faith and love, don't forget to always look ahead. We shared last week that so many times we're looking in the rearview mirror that we never look through the windshield. The rearview mirror is always smaller than the windshield. Why? Because we're supposed to be going forward. Hope is always expectant. Expectant only makes sense for the future. Let me ask you today, are you expectant in your life? How's your hope level today? When I say things like your marriage, are you expecting it to be better than it was last week? When I talk about your kids, are you expecting them to have stronger marriages, stronger finances, more education, more opportunity than you had? Or do you feel like things are getting worse? Are you expected for your health? Or are you waiting for a diagnosis that you're living fear going, what's that pain? What that, what's that ache? What's your hope level like today? Are you looking up and looking forward to the future? Or are you dreading it, dragging your heels, hoping to stay where you are? Hope is always looking forward. What's your hope like today? Hope looks forward. In this verse, I love this. We can leave this verse up, Jeremy. It says, God is the source of hope. My friends, I want to remind you today, if you're low on hope, you got to go back to the source. When you, when you, want, when you want something, you, you, you go, depending on what you want. If you want produce, you go to a grocery store. If you want to buy tires, you go to a tire store. And so many people are looking for a hope in the wrong location. I used to work at this specialty grocery store where all they sold was produce. They didn't sell toilet paper. They didn't sell pop. They didn't sell cleaners. They just sold produce. It's amazing how many people showed up to get their produce, and they asked, listen, where is the cleaning aisle? Go, we don't have that. We're just produce. We're like, you have to go somewhere else to get that. So many people are coming to the wrong places in the wrong location looking for hope. The Bible says that God is the source of hope. I travel quite a bit, and I got friends in the States, and they'll text me and say, Mike, check out this series on, on Netflix. You'll love this series. And I look it up on Netflix, and I can't find it. So I'm texting them, I'm going, what's it called again? Send me a picture of, what it's, of, of, of the screen. And they send it to me. I'm like, I can't find that on my Netflix. And then I realize that Canadian Netflix and American Netflix are different. I don't know why that is. It's a conspiracy. I blame Trudeau and Trump for that one. I don't even know. There's a wall between Netflix. I don't know. <laughs> but what's amazing is I go to my Netflix and I can't find what I'm looking for. See, because I'm in the wrong location. And we have so many times in my life and yours, we look for hope in the wrong places. And we wonder why we walk away with more hopelessness than hope. Some of you, it's on, a, it's on a dating website hoping that one relationship will fill you with hope only sometimes for it to fill you with hopelessness. We're waiting for that paycheck or that promotion or that social status or that circle of friends and we put our hope, our eggs in one basket and we wonder why disappointment is the anthem for our life. Listen, I want to encourage you today. I'm preaching to myself. When we need more hope, if your hope is running low for relationships, for your health, for your faith, for your life, the source is God himself. He says he is the source of hope. I could stop there all morning and just park there for a minute. We have people running all over the city trying to find hope, and it's sold out. God is the supplier of hope, and he never runs dry. You have hope today. Can I encourage you? It's more than just wishful thinking or being an optimist. It's more than just having a good day. God has hope for your life no matter how, what struggle you're in, no matter what season you're in. He is the source of hope. Then it says, he says, he will fill you completely with joy and peace. Because you trusted him. Then you will overflow with confident hope. I love that right there. Our God fills us not with regret, not with shame, 
Not with, not, not with uh, uh, undeserving attitude going, I don't belong here. It says he doesn't fill us with condemnation. He fills us with what? Joy and peace and then a confident hope. I like how that's written in there. It's not just hope, it's confident hope. It's like, by the way, in case you don't understand what I'm talking about, I need to add some more color to this. I need to add some more emphasis on this. It's not just hope, it's confident hope. It's like hope with an attitude. Hope, you ever meet someone like, I go to the gym now, I, thank you for noticing, and uh, I've been going since November, and uh, I, I, I see these guys at the gym, and they weigh a buck and a half, a buck 25, but they walk like the 300 pounds and full of muscle. And they, they, they have the smallest shirt on, and they weigh 120 pounds, but because they, they have confidence, it's like they got a certain walk to them, right? They're like, okay, he's not just jacked, he's, he, he's confidently jacked, right? He, 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 he's sure that he belongs here. Can I encourage you? Hope is not just hope going, I, just, I got hope, yeah, I'm looking for. It's a confident hope. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way you talk. It says it's in the Holy Spirit. I, I don't drink alcohol, but I know there's alcohol called spirits. And when you drink those spirits, it changes the way you talk. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way you think. Can I encourage you, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it changes the way you walk. You walk with a confident hope. It changes the way you talk. You're not thinking about yesterday or, or your past or your pain. You start talking different. No, I may have messed up, but the God is my source, and I have a hope for tomorrow. I have plans for next year. My kids will serve God. It changes the way you think. It casts down vain imagination. A confident hope in the Holy Spirit changes the way you walk, you talk, and you think. It's a confident hope. It says it overflows. When my kids were small, we're at that age now where we keep looking at baby pictures and going, aw, aw, I'm a 15-year-old next week and a 12-year-old. And I remember when like, they were a baby, they had these little cups of juice. And then they'd spill them because that's what kids do, right? Isn't it amazing how a little cup of juice, when it spills, it seems like it goes everywhere? Have you noticed this? Like a little juice, and all of a sudden it's like this tidal wave in your house of juice. It's in every cupboard. It's in every tile. It's on, it's, it flows everywhere. It washes the dog out the door. This little cup of juice. It's amazing. That's why there's Bounty Picker Upper. But when kids, but you don't need Bounty Picker Upper. You need the whole shelf of Bounty. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what hope's like. It's a kind of hope that overflows and spills into dark areas. It spills into tough areas. See, this hope doesn't just live in a theater on Sunday morning. That's not confident hope. That's, that's confident hype. But confident hope is different. That means it just doesn't work on Sunday. It overflows into your Monday. And you're sitting in Monday going, I know I experienced that on Sunday, but it's flooding into my Tuesday. And my Tuesday wasn't looking good, but why do I have this joy and this peace? And it's flooding into my marriage. It's flooding into my kids and into my job. And wherever you go, it floods with you. That's the overflowing hope. That God is the source. It says this. It says that it overflows into all areas. My friends, I want to tell you, we've got to stop looking in the wrong places. Hope has a name, and it's Jesus, and it overflows. We have the kind of hope that spills over into our city. So how do we get this hope today? You're sitting there going, Mike, my hope is low. When I think about my family, I don't think thriving. I think surviving. When I think about my calling and my purpose, I'm just... I'm just living for a paycheck. I don't think about next year, next month, next decade. I don't look, wake up with anticipation of what I'm going to see happen in my life. I realize I'm just kind of surviving. Well, where do you get that hope that overflows into every area of your life? Where do you get that, that, that hope that brings joy and peace that overflows? It's more than just hype. It's a, it's a spirit. It's an attitude. It changes the way you walk and talk. How do you get that hope? Thank you for asking. 
It's in the first part of this verse. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. How do you get this hope in your life that overflows, that fills you with joy and peace? You trust in him. Trust. That word trust literally means to lean on. It means to rely on. It means that you put weight on. That's what trust means. I was at this restaurant in the States recently, and it was this real new restaurant, this cool barbecue place in Dallas, and they took me to this place. I'm like, this is awesome, and I'm kind of a vegetarian half the time, but this will be awesome. We'll deep fry everything. True story, the menu said you can order chicken the size of your face. That's how they put it on the menu. I'm like, faces change in sizes, but okay, I'll, I'll order the chicken the size of my face. Everything was deep fried. Like the, 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 the appetizer, the dessert, the, everything was deep fried. I felt a heart attack even as I looked at the menu. But as we're waiting to get our seat, they had this big Jenga. Uh, you know, Jenga, those blocks that you pull in and, and you build it up. And they had a huge Jenga in the waiting area. So me and my buddy and Chad, and we're, we're, we're playing Jenga. He's like, Come on, let's do this while we're waiting. So he pulls a piece out, and that's cool. And then I'm pushing a piece out this way. It's cool. But as you start removing pieces, it starts to get a little wobbly, doesn't it? Have you played this game? Well, I know what's going to happen. There's a restaurant full of people, and when this thing crashes, it's going to make a noise. And just before they called our table, just before we walked away, I knew what piece would make it fall down. I thought, Chad, what's this? I'm a Canadian. What are they going to do, right? You know, I, I pulled this one piece and the whole thing crashed over. You know, that's what trust is. Trust is what you lean on. Today, if you're saying, Mike, I, I feel like my hope levels are low. There's hope today to increase hope in your life. It doesn't come from wishful thinking. It doesn't come from just showing up at church. It comes, the Bible says, from trusting in the Lord. When you trust in God, that he is your source. It says something starts to happen, an overflow, a feeling starts to happen by the Spirit of God. Joy and peace and confident hope, but it's relying on trusting. Let me ask you today, what do you trust in? If you were to remove a certain block from your life, you know what you trust in, that if it was removed, your life would crumble. Just like in this restaurant, when I pulled that one peg, this noise of this crash, well, we hear crashes all the time. You see it on Facebook and conversations, that guy's life just crashed. That woman's life just crashed. What is it in your life, if we pulled it out of your life, would cause your life to crash? Is it a relationship? You need that relationship more than you need anything. If I, everything's based on that relationship and hope is defied on if they show up, if they keep showing up in your life, is it a person? Maybe it's that paycheck going, I'm just living for this salary and I built my life and this, this life for my kids and my family and myself around this. And if anything ever happened to that salary, if that company ever went under, or that transfer to my bank account did not happen, I'd be in bad shape and just don't remove that from my life. Maybe it's a connection. You got hookups with opportunity and people have favor, you have favor with people, but it may have ever lost that relationship or that connection. If my LinkedIn account or my social media ever was, listen, that's where I put my hope. And if we pulled that, would the whole thing collapse? The Bible says, hold on to faith, hope, and love, why? Because hope is an anchor, which you're going to hear next week. Hope is an anchor. It's a foundation. Today, if Mike, you're saying, I don't have hope where I need it to be with my marriage. My health, I don't have hope. When I think about tomorrow, I'm not expecting great things. I'm holding on, trying to survive. Dare I say, it's tied to our trust. In my heart of hearts, in my honest moments, when I'm struggling, looking forward, it's tied to 
where I currently trust. Trust and obey. There's no other way. Do you trust in Jesus today? He's the source of hope when we trust in him. Today we can trust. What's your hope level like today? Where do you lean? Are you expectant for the future? Or are you more fearful for the future? Are you disillusioned? Which means when you were younger, you had these dreams of making a difference. You had these dreams of healthy relationships. You had these dreams of what life would look like. But the 20s and the 30s maybe beat you down enough that now you're just trying to get through the motion. Are you more disillusioned than you are expecting? Hopelessness is trying to take you out today. See, I know some of the stories in here. Some of you walked in here in a hopeless moment. I'd be wrong today not to assume that someone here is going through something going, I don't know, I'm going to try this church thing one more time. I'm going to try it one more time. But you know you're ready to walk out of that relationship, walk away from that responsibility, or worse, walk away from this life. And hopelessness is trying to take you out. It's like a fog that just lulls you to sleep. But the Bible says when we trust in God, He is the source of hope. And I speak to the hope in your life. It can rise again. It can overflow again. You don't need to just hang on. The Bible calls us more than survivors. It calls us overcomers. It's an abundant life. I want the kind of hope in our church that I have more than just for me. I have hope for my kids. It'll flood into their bedrooms, into their studies, into their music. Not just for my family, a flood into my neighborhood. It'd be like a tsunami of hope. Wherever we go, the hope goes with us. The local Starbucks and offices and schools, hope needs to rise. Why? Because we are overflowing with the hope of Jesus Christ. Protect faith and hope and love. Today, if you're running low on hope, lean more on Jesus. All over this place, can we stand to our feet? We're going to sing this song as we close today. Let me ask you, is your hope running low today? Think about your life. Do an inventory right now. Is your hope running low? If you're running low, lean more. If you're running low, lean more. Rely on. Trust. Build on. If you're running low, lean more. Today, I believe the hope is rising in your heart. Trust God with your health. He's actively engaged in your story. Trust God with your family. Trust God with the past that maybe is a mess. It's hard to hold on to hope sometimes because sometimes it's easier to hang on to our past. But trust God today that he can make a way where there seems to be no way. That Trust God that your future is not dependent on your past. Trust God that he forgives you and can use you. Trust God today. Lean on Him. If you're running low, lean more. We're going to sing this song. As we sing this song, I want to challenge you. If your hope is low today, say, God, right now in this moment, I'm running low. I need to lean more. And give Him your life. Say, God, I thank God for my job. I thank you for my job, but I trust you. I thank God for the people in my life, but God, I trust you. I thank God for what you've given me, but I trust you, if you're running low, lean more today. Amen. If you're struggling for hope today, I believe God can fill you overflowing. Come on, let's think today about the living hope.
and let God fill you with this overflowing joy.